to the Lord this morning because he is good. He is worthy online. You can put a clap emoji. You can raise your hands where you are. We are not here on just any old Sunday. This is the Lord's day where we celebrate the whole reason why we have hope for eternity. Amen. Because Jesus came not as a great big deity to take over, but as a baby so he could be like you and me understand our frailty and give us hope would you say hope for our every day and for our tomorrows well today we have a very shortened service if you haven't noticed we've been moving along we got kiddos in the room kids if you're here can you say hello I hear them and on, <laughs> online, I don't know if you heard them, but they said it and they did so great. And parents, they're supposed to play what's, what's in there. So let them play with what they got today because it's supposed to give them something to do. And tonight, this is going to be the time to come with your whole family. There'll be something for everybody at our Christmas production event. I promise you will not be disappointed. Well, we're going to be wrapping up our songs of advent it's been a series we've done for four weeks and we've talked about the song of faith from Zechariah. we've talked about the song of peace from the angels we've talked about the song of mary which was a song of trust in the unknown and today we get to talk about the song of hope from Simeon, and I know we read the passage already, but I wanna make sure that we know where we're coming from, and I wanna read out of Luke chapter two, 25 through 32, in this brief message that in these times that I have with you this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can open it with me, or you can follow along on the screen, and verse 25 says, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Some passages saying, waiting for the hope of the Messiah and the Holy Spirit. Can you say Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit again. That he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit. Would you say spirit again? You see where I'm going with this? Into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. God, would you bring blessings on your word? The song of hope is the final song of Advent. That is really the whole meaning of the word Advent. It means to await something that is yet to come. Hope simply means joyful expectation. Can you say that out loud? Joyful expectation. 
We've been talking a little bit about waiting. And I don't know about you, like that little boy, waiting can feel very anxiety provoking. Can I hear an amen? It can be very angsty. I know that's not a word we use a lot. But there's a lot of like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Kids are waiting for their Christmas presents. We're waiting for that which we've been promised. And there's something very angsty. And sometimes when we wait a little long, we lose the beauty of hope. And we get into just a place of despair. But today, the word of the Lord is there can be joyful expectation over your life as you wait for the promise of what God has spoken over your life. Israel waited for generations for the coming of the Messiah, which is why over and over and over through the Old Testament into the New, there were declarations of hope. There's declarations of hope because they had to be encouraged to believe that there would be something that would come to pass with joyful expectation. But here's the thing about waiting. Waiting sometimes isn't very hard when you get to do something about it. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe if you're waiting to get a call for a job that you've been applying for, it's hard to wait, but you know you applied, you know you prepared, you know you looked good for that interview, right? You know you did right, and then when you get the call, you're like, whoo, I was waiting. But really in the back, you knew I did pretty darn good, I was going to get that job. Or when you're waiting even on Christmas morning to open your presents, it's hard to wait except for the presents are right there. And you know it's going to come. But the waiting can be hard when you don't see anything. When you don't see anything. And you can hope and try really hard to feel good about waiting. On your own, it doesn't get you very far. And that's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit to sustain us and encourage us and bring us joy for the expectation of what is yet to come. And I believe that's what sustained Simeon all the years that he waited for the Messiah. There was a promise he was given. How many in this room have a promise in your life that's been given? Would you raise your hand online? I don't know what it is, what it might be, something that is here, something that you know is about to come. We have a promise and we can hold on to it ourselves or we can lean into the Holy Spirit because I believe it is the Holy Spirit that sustains us in hope while we wait. It isn't our wishful thinking. It isn't our maturity. It isn't our strength. It isn't because we're better than others that we can wait for the long term, especially on those things that we've done, all that we can do and there's nothing left to do. It is the Holy Spirit that sustains us in hope while we're waiting. Simeon, I had us repeat it three times. It was the Holy Spirit that brought him to that place. First in verse 25, the only thing we know about Simeon is that he was a righteous and devout man. Oftentimes we think we're going to get what we've been waiting for because we have it all together because we're doing all the right things, because we've behaved well, because we're on the nice list, not the naughty list. You know what I'm talking about? 
But Simeon, it says this of him. It says he was a righteous and devout man whom the Holy Spirit was upon. Today, your ability to wait for that which he is promising you is not because you're doing it perfectly. It's simply because the Holy Spirit is with you. See, the Holy Spirit is the one that keeps us walking in righteousness while we wait. Today, it's his grace made perfect in you through Jesus Christ that allows you to have joyful expectation of those things that you have not yet seen. I feel like there's some that need to know you don't have to work so hard. Jesus said, I'm doing a good work in you and I will complete what I have begun. And it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will walk righteously and abundantly, not because you worked harder than everybody else, but because you've welcomed him in, just like Simeon did. The Holy Spirit was upon him and allowed him to walk righteously while he waited. Secondly, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us eyes to see what we cannot see. It says of Simeon in verse 25, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Today, if you are feeling like you're tired of waiting, can we ask the Holy Spirit to give us eyes to see again what he's already promised that we would see? You know, my husband and I just recently moved to a new house and we have the privilege of getting to watch the sunrise every morning. It's ridiculous. I am not a morning person. I have prayed for all the days of my life, Jesus make me a morning person. My morning, if I could, my day would be 10 to 7 p.m. Anybody here with me? I'm a 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. I'm not a morning person, I'm not a night person. I'm a middle of the day kind of girl, right? So all my life, Jesus, why can't I get up at five before the alarm and be productive all day long? I listen, I have to suffer with the alarm and the 12 snoozes. People think like, oh no, you got it together. No, I want to sleep. I just want to sleep. Until we moved into this house and the sunrise comes at 7.15 in the winter. But if you get up at 6.30, you get to see the sky look all kinds of colors. And I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden at 6.30, I'm like, it's time to get up. It's time to get up. So this morning, my whole family is in town from New York, and the sun doesn't shine in New York. Can I hear an amen? I pray, Jesus, let's pray for New York. Jesus, be with New York right now, who never sees the sun all the way until June. Hallelujah. Online, if you're watching from New York, I see you. I do. And I said, ooh, guys, you got to get up early to see the sunrise this morning because it's going to fill your soul all the way to the summer because, you know, and wouldn't you know this morning, the sun decided it didn't want to show up. Not only did the sun not want to show up, the, the, the fog was so thick, you could see nothing outside the windows. Nothing. Which was beautiful all by itself, but that's a different sermon, different story. For this story, you could see nothing. And I was like, well, guys, I'm so sorry. The sun decided not to come today. But here's the thing about hope and about sunrises, that whether you see it or not, guess what? 
it's still there. It's still coming. It's still gonna rise up regardless of what your eyes see or don't see. The sun didn't fail to rise. My eyes just couldn't see it because there were things in the way. But today I believe that if we lean into the Holy Spirit like Simeon did, we can begin to see that which our natural eyes cannot see until the sun broke through that fog and all of a sudden it was brilliant all over again. Sometimes we stop waiting because it's been too long. But today I wanna say the sun will rise again. Ask the Holy Spirit. The psalmist says in Psalm 135 and 6, I will wait for the Lord like the watchman waits for the morning. Why? Because we know the morning is consistent and will come. There is no one more consistent than Jesus. He will come and the Holy Spirit will give you eyes to see. Wait. It will arise. The Holy Spirit gives us eyes to see what we cannot see in the natural. And finally, the Holy Spirit is the one who will lead us to the place of hope's arrival. It says in verse 27 of Simeon, and he came in the spirit into the temple. And when he got there, Jesus was there. Today, I want you to know that your hope is anchored on the one who is leading you. Today, I want to remind you that you don't have to get there in the dark. There is the light of the Holy Spirit that is leading you to the place of hope's arrival. And if you didn't know, hope's name is Jesus. And Jesus awaits you at every turn. And the Holy Spirit is the one who is leading you. Today, if you feel like you've been walking in the dark, the Holy Spirit says, not only am I with you, not only will I give you eyes to see what is yet to come, I will actually take you by the hand and bring you to the place of hope's arrival. We've heard week after week that sometimes what we're waiting for doesn't look like we expected. But today I pray that you would still walk in joyful expectation of the better thing that God has for you. I don't know about you, but I expect a lot of things. But God has never given me less than I expect. He's always given me more. Can I hear an amen? I have hoped for a lot of things and the things I've hoped in look like this. And sometimes I have to wait a long time. And I just think, Lord, I mean, I just want this. It's not that hard, Lord. I want this, and I wait, and then I start to lose hope, and I let go of that thing that I thought I wanted, and I said, all right, well, maybe I'm not going to get it. But in due season, what he reveals to me and releases to me has always been better than that which I designed for myself. Why? Because the Holy Spirit says, we're going to pass by that thing you thought you wanted. And I'm going to carry you right into the presence of the one that you're really waiting for. And that is Jesus in your midst. See, we always think that what we want is what we want. But what we really want is the presence of Jesus. Psalm 84 says this, he is my son and shield. 
He is my grace and glory. And he will withhold no good thing. Say good, no good thing. He will withhold no good thing from those who trust in him. Today, I would declare to you that the good thing that he will not withhold from you is his very presence. And if he would withhold the best thing, not withhold the best thing, his presence, how much more will he give you all other things that you need for your life? And that's what he said to Simeon. Simeon, you hung out all these years waiting. Let me lead you not to something, but let me lead you to someone. The presence of the one you've been waiting for all your life. And his name is Jesus the Christ. He is awakening in us joyful expectation for hope all over again. Because the Holy and that's why he's given us the Holy Spirit. To sustain us as we wait. To keep us in righteousness as we wait. To give us eyes to see the promise as we wait. And to lead us unto hope's arrival as we wait. As I bring this to a close, I just want to read one passage out of Romans for us that I believe is simply a prayer that I want to pray over us in this season of waiting. See, tonight we'll light the Christ candle as we welcome the actual coming of that which we've been waiting. But he's coming yet again. Can you say amen to that? Jesus came and as a baby to give us hope for eternity, but he will come back again as a king of kings and lord of lords. And in that day, that full hope will be realized where we will be with him for all eternity. And so while we can celebrate his first coming, we can anticipate with joy his second coming as he comes, not as a baby, but as the king of kings. And so today I declare over us that we will wait in that place of hope. Romans 15 and 13 says this, may the God of hope, say hope, fill you with all joy, say joy and peace, say peace, in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, say Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The very same spirit that kept Simeon all those days until he met Jesus keeps you and I all these days until Jesus returns and gives us the final gift of the promise of his coming. Church, would you stand with me as we begin to bring this service to a close? Today, if you've been struggling with hope in this season, maybe you've been that, like that little boy and every day you've been marking off, except for there's no numbers, there's just a lot of ticks on your wall. Another day, another day, another day. Today, I want to pray over you that the Holy Spirit would settle on you and you would remember that he is on you, that he wants to give you eyes to see and he's leading you by the hand to that which you've been waiting for. If that's you this morning, would you just put your hands out in front of you? If you say, Lord, I need for you to release joyful expectation and hope to my heart this morning.
I know Jesus has come, but I want to see the fulfillment of other promises you've given to me. Father, right now I pray for every hand that is open, every heart that is eagerly waiting for your promises to come to pass. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would meet them right now. Holy Spirit, would you rest on them? Would there be a tangible sense of your presence close? Holy Spirit, would you give eyes to see in the spirit, even if not in the natural, that which you are doing in their homes, in their marriages, with their children, at their jobs, in every area. And would you lead them to hope's arrival, walking with them day by day, step by step. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that our hope is not found in things, not found in man, not found in how good we are and how well we get it together. Our hope is not found in government. Our hope is not found in anything we can fabricate. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ alone. God, would you come and reveal yourself anew to our lives in the name of Jesus. Church, would you say amen?